Hello everybody. I am Vikrant Chaudhary, host of this podcast. I am a student from Fleming College, winter 2021 batch, pursuing project manual course. This is the first podcast of my podcast series. In this podcast, we are going to see what it is like to be a student of a project management course. From which phase student goes through while pursuing project management course and what is the importance of a CAPM? and guest speaker will share her experience about CAPM. Today, we have Brooke Pearson as our guest speaker. She will give brief information about her. Hello, Brooke. Hi, Vekran. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. Um, it's a pleasure to be asked to come on the podcast uh, that you're hosting. And I hope that some of my experiences through project management and some of my personal experiences through in the workforce and the CAPM can be a huge help uh, to uh, students in semester one or students that are, you know, thinking about coming into Fleming College for project management. So thank you again for having me. I'm looking forward to some of the wonderful questions I'm sure you'll have. Yeah, this will be really helpful. So let's begin our podcast. So the first question for you is, uh, can you please tell us uh, why you decided to enroll in the project management course? So this is a funny question to me and a question that I asked myself when I first started <laughs> is when I, so kind of how I decided to enroll was, you know, for a year and a half, most of us have been stuck at home. You know, COVID-19 happened, you know, there was no travel, there wasn't much to do. There's only so many cupboards in your house you can clean or taking, you know, a family member, you know, some groceries, you know, life becomes quite boring. So I thought, why am I sitting around, you know, wasting my time when I could educate myself? So when the world can, you know, starts to open again and there's more job opportunities that I'm ready to take on the workforce. Um, from my background, I have a bit of hospitality background and one thing I've been doing in my job today was managing some tours and I had to schedule them and I kind of always enjoyed scheduling and organizing and being on top and you know having a heavy workload um, it's something that I, I just enjoy doing because it makes me feel like I've achieved something um, so with all of that I kind of was speaking to some friends I knew about you know what should I go back to school for and they mentioned, have you thought of project management? And I said, no, what's project management? Um, I thought, you know, as it is, it's that you work on a project, you manage a project. But um, so when I started to look into it and some different schools had offered it, Fleming College came up and I actually saw on the recruiting page that Jeremy Spensley was the, pro or the program coordinator. So I just sent him an email and right away he got back to me. We set up a video call and we actually got to connect and it was a nice way for me to feel that Fleming College was the right choice for me and that project management was going to be the right choice for me as well. Um, I also thought in project management there was just going to be, you know, you kind of had to have an engineering background, I felt that, or something in construction, but he kind of made me understand that project management is used in all industries and it's used in your personal life and no matter what you do, there's always going to be different tools and techniques that you're about to learn when starting project management. Um, so I, I think he definitely helped me 
push myself, but I have to thank my friends for introducing me to project management. Um, and that's kind of why I decided to do it. I wanted to, um, you know, with COVID-19, where, you know, I was just sitting around and I felt that I didn't want to waste um, time and energy um, not actually trying to better myself. So that's kind of why I enrolled for project management is, you know, it was a, it was the right choice, I believe, for me because there wasn't much going on in the world. So why not educate yourself? Uh, yeah, that's good. As most of our students are, from, are international students, so it was good to hear something from the domestic student. That means uh, something from the Canadian student. Mm -hmm. So the, yeah, so the next question is, uh, what things prompted you to particularly choose this course? So kind of what I mentioned before, kind of prompt me to pick project management is I had influence from others. Um, but when I started reading the program and what we would be learning, I felt that a lot of it I've already done in the workforce, but I never really studied it or got to understand why you know, leadership is so important or why managing change is so important. Um, and also there was different courses I, I've never heard of, like, you know, the, the class that we have, um, you know, with Jeremy, the one about scope. I didn't even know what scope was. I didn't understand, you know, what, what, what is, the, what is scope? <laughs> and so there was this, these different terms that I never heard of, but some of the terms I did knew, I did know. So I felt that, you know, what kind of prompt me is the fact that I felt like going into the program, I wouldn't be completely lost, but it was still going to challenge me and still allow me to learn something different, um, which I, you know, people go back to school to upgrade themselves and to get a better education. And, you know, I, but I still wanted to try and do something that I had a, some understanding of so kind of what prompt me is more of what was listed on the website of what the classes would be making me feel you know confident that I would know some of it but also still nervous and excited about the classes that I wasn't a hundred percent about um, so that's kind of what prompt me just the what the what the courses seem to offer and the unknown of learning about those classes and you know a new challenge in life so um, yeah, it was more about the listing of how they describe them kind of got me excited. So that's kind of what prompted me to choose this course. Yeah, this was totally a new experience for all of us because mm -hmm. from the and all the knowledge areas or and all the pinbook was totally new for us. Oh, that pinbook. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, when I I do remember the when we first got introduced to the Pimbok, I I didn't have the hard copy. I just had the digital copy on my computer. And for probably from week two to week six, I'll be very conf or very honest and say that I had no idea how to find anything um, in that large book of pages. <laughs> But eventually it did become more clear to me and I, I understood how to find information and, you know, what information would be important in different classes or what would be important um, when doing an assignments. Um, but it's a it's a it's a it's a book that you won't forget. I'll say that. <laughs> That's true, because we all had a hard time in figuring out what PEMBOK is really is. Yeah. Oh, I won't forget when I first downloaded it and I looked at, oh my goodness, there are many pages <laughs> and I was worried that they wanted us to read it. 
cover to cover and I was like I don't know if I have the energy to do that but it's a like you know like our teachers have said in the past it's a it's a dry book and there is another edition coming out which will be I, I believe it will be a little bit easier to read or more enjoyable to read um, but everything you could absolutely think of that you will need in project management is in that book and it's it's a I call it kind of the bible of project management because everything you can think of from you know you know you're de- you're developing the scope you know there's different ITTOs which are your different tools and techniques you can use on how you would get that scope and how you would make it you know clear for people to understand there's just so many different tools that you again you don't even know about but when you start looking at the pinbox you can truly see um what different ways you can um, you can get gather information or um, you know put your ta- like kind of just look for um, the things you need. So it's a it's an incredible book. It's heavy, but it's a <laughs> it's a, it's a memorable one and it's a it's a well used one. That's for sure. Yeah, it's good to know that they are thinking about some making something that is user friendly. So it will really help for the student. I think so too. And I think for us too as project managers in the future, I I truly believe that it will as well because, you know, we're going to see the 6th edition and there's going to be the 7th edition. So we'll be able to relate on the different versions that have come out. So I think it will be interesting. So a little bit off topic there, but again, a pin pinbox is your guide to project management. So it's um it's got many pages, but a lot of useful information. Yeah, learning more about PIMBOK is always good. Yes. So, <laughs> so can you please describe how was your experience uh, when the college started? Yeah. So my experience when uh, when college started or when I went back to school um, for project management in the beginning, first of all, I will admit and I will say that I really do enjoy that the classes are online. For someone as in myself that has a busy schedule outside of school, it has, it has allowed me to manage my time and be able to create my own schedule. So, you know, my experience when college first started is I was able to, everything was online. So as long as you were in class and you were able to follow the course outlines of what when projects and when assignments were due, when quizzes were due, when case studies were due, you were able to kind of build your own schedule. So from my experience when I first started, it was nice to be able to feel in control of my education, which I think is very important for students because we, you know, we pay a lot of money as a domestic student or as an international student. There's a lot of money that you spend in order to get education so when you feel that you're in control of your education i believe it makes you feel um makes you feel better and it allows you to do well in school um so from my experience when college first started it was a good one i was really excited about being online and meeting some new uh meeting faculty and meeting new students um learning about something new so it was really good it was a bit overwhelming because i haven't been in school in like i don't know i think it was nine years when i graduated from college before um so it was an eye-opener for me just kind of you know what how to do apa format for your references just little things that i had to do before 
but I completely forgot about because I haven't used that in a long time. So there was, there were, but it was nice because a lot of things were kind of coming to mind that I did before in college, um, like nine years ago, um, when I was doing this, like the first week or so when we were doing assignments, a lot of my work experience started popping in my head. So when I was delivering the message in my assignment, I was thinking about what I did for work experience and it kind of was able to, it, it allowed me to answer some of the questions for the assignments well. Um, but overall, I mean, my first experience when I first started college was really good. Um, I'm really excited that I took the initiative and went back to school. Um, but overall, it was it, it was really good and it just continues to get better. Yeah, even though I joined this course after completing a bachelor's, uh, I had a hard time to figuring out what uh, was due in which week. Uh, I remember in the first two weeks, I had a very difficult time uh, in figuring this thing out because you didn't know how you have to access the portal and all. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point because I'm thinking back now to week one, week two um, in semester one and it took me... A, a couple weeks to figure out because the thing is too each professor a lot of them followed the same style of using the checklist and the study notes and the quizzes but sometimes they would throw something else in there and you'd be like oh no or they would mention something in class and you're like well where do I find that and you would be looking in D2L and you weren't sure how to how it worked and then you're trying and, and also too I think when you first start schools you don't really have like a friend or someone to go to and ask questions the way that you do throughout the semester once you start working in groups and you start meeting people. Um, so I think too, in the first couple of weeks when you know when you start college, it's it's very of the unknown. You're not sure how the systems work. You don't know anybody. You've never met the faculty. You're don't know if this is the right program for you because it's all new so you kind of have to let yourself just take a moment take a breath wait till like week three or four if you're not getting it or if you're not enjoying it and you just don't want to be in class maybe there's something else out there for you um but it is it is uh the first the first couple weeks definitely again even being online um it was hard because know everything I enjoyed being online and I still continue to do because you can manage your time nicely but it was um, it was difficult because you know some teachers wanted to meet in MS Teams some of them wanted to meet in WebEx um, some of them wanted you to only email them during these hours some of them wanted that you to label your assignments a certain way so it all was so much at once but I feel like now it's natural I feel like everyone just knows exactly how what professors are looking for and you deliver it because uh, you know how to manage their expectations right yeah uh, because all the things were different for each professor as you mentioned uh, it was difficult to handle but somehow we managed it so can you please share your experience how uh, was your life after the second week of college in the first semester because uh, we got a hand on all things means we started understanding all the things so have you managed to, to do part-time job as well as the college work yeah i mean it was a little bit difficult in the very beginning until i started to get an idea and a grasp of how to find assignments what professors were looking for um, when things were due um, and then also managing a part-time job it was a, it was difficult at the start there were definitely 
a couple weeks that I just kind of felt extremely overwhelmed. But sometimes you just have to take a step back. Um, and kind of how I would manage my part-time job in my full-time school is every morning, every, sorry, I'll take a step back. This is how I do it and I might be old school, but what I would do to make sure that I could manage my time correctly and that I wouldn't forget anything is every Monday morning, I would get up and I would write a complete full to-do list that everything that had to be completed for school that I was aware of at that time. And then I'd also complete uh, what I had to complete for work. And I'd put those on two separate pages. And then what I would do, so that would be the whole week of everything I have to complete or at least attempt to complete at least. And then every day I would make it, I'd make an independent checklist that would combine both. So that way I would know what I had to do in the whole week. But instead of looking at what I had to do all week and be like, this is a lot of stuff. I don't know when I'm going to find time to do it is I would just take it apart and take pieces of it. So I would know that I would just do these two classes today, this assignment, and then I would do this for work. Um, if I had to do school and work on the same day, if I just had school, if I just had school that day and no work, then I would just focus on school. So I just tried to allow myself to see everything I had to complete in a week, but each day take it as it came and take it into pieces because that allowed me not to be so stressed out and made me feel that I can accomplish what's on my to-do list. It's not massive. Yes, it's long, but it's not overwhelming. And I think anybody that's gonna work part-time, if you're working in an office part-time, or even if you're working at um, you know, a restaurant, is try to separate your work and your school if you can. Um, if you can't, it becomes super overwhelming and you don't really know where to start. You kind of have to you kind of have to dissect what needs to be done and just focus on those little bits at a time. Um, that's kind of how I managed, you know, a part-time job and um, and and school. Um, I, I kind of figured that out after like the second week though. Once I start to get the hang of everything. But I find that's something I still do in my personal life too, is I write a personal list of all the things I need to complete or wish to complete that week. Um, and then that way I'm not forgetting anything because it's listed. And if I can't finish it that week, then I can focus on hopefully doing it the next week. Um, but I find writing things down, it's a visual for me and it works very well. And I also like the, <laughs> sounds funny, I like the satisfaction of, you know, when you complete a task and you cross it off with your pen, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it feels good. You know what I mean? When you're like, yes, I did that. And you're like, okay, so instead of four things to do, I only have three now. And it kind of just makes you feel better. makes you feel like you actually accomplished something. Because sometimes, I mean, even for school, right, we have assignments that take us three, four hours or longer, depending on what it is. And even when you complete that or even a portion of that, it still feels good. So um, that's kind of how, you know, that's my experience of how I've been managing a part time job and in school is I just I like to write to do lists and I enjoy kind of just taking the, the to do list apart and just focusing on what needs to com be completed each day. It allows me not to feel so overwhelmed and it allows me to, um, you know, feel like I've actually accomplished something at the end of the day instead of, you know, feeling stressed out. So um, it's something I've been doing for a long time. I've been doing this since I think I was in my 
early 20s. Um, and it's something I think I'll continue to do. So if anybody <laughs> wants a tip on staying focused or managing time, that's something I do. Um, but it's uh, it works for me. So that's kind of how that's a, that's a little bit of my experience on how I've managed that. Yeah, your review is totally valuable because students face many difficulties managing both the college work as well as uh, the part-time work. Because uh, in the beginning, in the starting weeks, there are many workloads and you have to figure out many things. So your review is really helpful for them. So can you please uh, share your journey uh, throughout the first semester of the project management? What was the method of delivering the program? Uh, the work you need to do in this course so that uh, a prospective student can have an idea. What does it feel to pursue a project management course? That's a great question. Um... I mean, my journey through the first semester was, it was good. I I enjoyed it. I found I didn't really love it until maybe, maybe after reading week. So maybe almost in week eight. And the reason I say that is because first I haven't been in school in a long time. So I had to readjust kind of the person I was to be able to learn how to study and learn how to do assignments again and learn how to you know work with new people I worked for a company for a long time so I was very used to the same people but when you're in school it's a brand new group so there was a lot of adjustments I had to make so my journey through the first semester from week one to week eight was difficult because of also the theory that we're learning there was a lot of words I've never heard of in my life and I would I remember a couple times I was speaking to a family member about what I was studying and I couldn't explain to them what project management was I couldn't explain to them the purpose of a project management plan or the communication plan or the stakeholder engagement plan like there were so many different things I was learning at once that I couldn't I couldn't explain it to someone because I couldn't even understand it yet so until I started to truly understand why we make scope baselines and why we have a cost baseline and you know what are the ITTOs that are involved in um, each knowledge area and each process until I started to actually grasp and understand it I didn't start to enjoy it so my first a bit of, my first semester was a bit difficult for me because I wasn't in school I wasn't sure how to study and I wasn't I've never heard of project management truly so until I kind of got the idea of what everything meant and you know actually took the time to start you know I remember watching YouTube videos I would read textbooks I would follow people on social media that were project managers just to try to like start to understand the industry and start to put myself possibly in their shoes and and then I would also try to watch the YouTube videos because they would use a lot of these terminology that we were learning so I could see it in a real scenario and in a real example so uh, that was kind of my journey through the first semester um, at the end of it I was so grateful that I, I completed it and I was moving on to semester two and I really truly believe that I learned so much that it can be used in any industry um, and then you know my method of delivering throughout the program and you know for anybody that would be um, looking to take on this course it is 
it's a wonderful course. The first semester, there's a lot of theory and there's a lot of studying and there's a lot of reading, but you have to know what the purpose of project management is and what are the tools that are used in project management, what are the terms in project management. And once you know that, then you can move on to semester two where you actually start working on live projects. So when your project sponsor starts asking you, you know, what's the, what's where, like, where are you on budget? What's like, you know, how's your um, critical path going? These little things that they will ask you, you will know exactly what they're talking about. But if they gave you a live project in semester one and asked you these questions, you would have no idea. So it's semester one is, it was a challenge, but it was a good journey. And I'm very happy that I kind of went through it and I pushed myself to be able to get into semester two because semester two, I'm gonna say is a lot more fun <laughs> because you feel like you're, you feel like you're almost ready to be a true project manager just by all everything that you've already learned and you've become friends with different students. Um, you've become friends and um, with your faculty members. Um, they've become mentors to you. You feel confident asking them for meetings, asking for advice, asking them to review an assignment, even if it's not for their class. And, you know, you feel confident asking people to re review your resume. You feel confident asking them to be your um, your reference for a future employer. Um, so the first semester, yeah, the journey was tough, but it was so worth it now going into semester two. So that's a great question, Background. I'm very happy you asked because it's, uh, yeah, semester two, I don't think is fun for anybody. And I'm going to say this for not even project management, but mostly programs are designed to understand the theory in first semester. So you can start to get to the good stuff in the next semesters to come. So, um, but yeah, that was a wonderful question. Thanks for asking. Yeah, uh, related to what you have said, I remember a time in the first semester when we all were wondering why are we preparing scope baseline? Why are we preparing WBS? Why mm -hmm. are we preparing development plan? But as the weeks passed, we all got to know and we have uh, when we started implementing all this, then we got to know what is the importance of all these things. Uh, then we started to know the importance of each uh, tools and techniques. So that was yeah. good. Yeah, it was. And um, well, especially for the program and, you know, the classes that we're in together now, um, we had to we had to create, you know, another WBS. And the one thing I've learned from professors is they said the one thing you'll always use in project management, no matter where you are and in this is can also be in your real life or in your uh, personal life is you'll always use a WBS. It's just it's a great tool um, to be able to have a clear vision of everything that needs to be done on the project and for it to be listed in the right order um, to understand what your main deliverables are, what the main purpose of your project is. So it's a great tool and it's something that can be used for anything. If you're renovating your house, if you're moving, um, if you're working on a massive project for a nuclear plant, whatever the example or whatever you may be doing, it's uh, it's a great tool. So yeah, it was a lot of WBS in uh, first semester, but now in semester two, it's, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the activities we have done in first semester are now relating to the second semester and the things we have learned, we can implement all the things in the real life. So it is yeah. always good to learn the things and Project management is something that we can implement in real life also. Yeah, 
it is it definitely is okay so do you feel that these processes we have learned are useful in real life projects yeah so like we were just uh discussing definitely um i think everything we've been learning you know we've been grateful enough to be learning this since class where we always have a professor to help and assist and you know give us guidance on what we're doing but that's what schools for they want to mold you and build you into a proper project manager or or an entry level into project management um so everything that you're taught there are at times things that you're like oh is this necessary but when you get into semester 2 you realize oh yes that's very necessary um like you know when in for an example in uh, semester 1 we use ms project and when i first opened ms project i was I was very lost. <laughs> But the thing is is they want you to use it because first of all it's a software that we're we have access to for free through the program. Um and it's a wonderful and it's a really good program to use. But also a lot of companies have their own style of MS project. They have an in-house system. So what they're also teaching us is that we can use MS project and we can get an idea of how to build a schedule and how to create legs and leads and how to do, you know, uh finish to start procedure, all these little tools and techniques that we learn when we're creating a schedule. These are the same things that we're going to be using in the real world. And again, this is the same kind of terminology that people that employers use in the real world. Um so I truly feel that these processes, you know, that we've learned are useful in, for a real life project because maybe one day you are a project sponsor or you are higher up and you might be talking to your project manager um on what they need to do and you're not going to tell them by saying it um in a way that's not project management terms because it's important to use those terms because they're well recognized in the industry um but overall i truly believe everything we've already learned is great tools for real life projects and and um and i will continue to use them um no no matter where i go <laughs> but um i truly yeah they were definitely uh, very useful and they will continue to be useful in real, for real life projects Yeah because while pursuing this course uh, I have experienced that we are repeatedly using these uh, terms so it's not uh, we we are always going to remember I think these terms so that's uh, yeah. learning beneficial for us Mhm So while pursuing this course uh, we experience uh, managing different projects simultaneously and we need to meet requirements of different stakeholders which were our teachers uh how all these things went for you have you managed this yeah um well it wasn't easy um it was definitely became difficult um when you're managing different projects um and you have different requirements to meet from your different stakeholders which have you in- indicated are your teachers um i think one thing i did was I would always set up a meeting. I wouldn't just go by hopes or hope that I knew what they were expecting. Um uh, for example on some of the assignments we had especially in Jeremy Spencer's class uh for our scope um scope and risk and quality class is a couple times we had some very large projects and I and they were they were worth 
a, quite a bit of your mark. So what I would do, for an example, is I would do my best on what I thought I was doing right, From what, for an example, for my scope baseline, and I did everything, and then I set up a meeting with him, and I we went through it, and he kind of re-validated what had to be done. So, you know, he'd let me know you're on the right track. You know, I really like what you've put here. But remember when I said this, remember when I said that. And I think it's important to try to connect with your teachers and your professors because, first of all, it shows that you um, are truly engaged in the program and that you're willing to learn and you're willing to put your best effort forward. Um, it allows for them to see you in you know, you in your element, you, you know, putting, working your brain and delivering what the assignment or project needs to be. Um, because too, I think a lot of people forget is, you know, our teachers aren't just up in that moment. Yes, they are professors, but these professors have so much experience in industry and I'm sure they still have a lot of connections with people. So, you know, if you work very hard in school and you connect with them and you work good in your teams, and you do your best and you know you start to deliver what their requirements are for those assignments you know they're going to remember you and they're going to remember you for future employers um, maybe even who knows maybe Fleming College is looking for a project coordinator there's always people that speak to others about students and they want you know especially people are coming out of project management like we're fresh we know everything about project management. We've been, we've just been, you know, it's going to sound funny, <laughs> but we've been brainwashed with project management terms and project management tools. So we you know we're ready to go. We, we want to use everything we've learned. We want to use it in the workforce. We want to start getting, you know, paid for our education and for our knowledge. Um, so I think I just kind of, you know, when, you know, when we had the different projects is I just tried to connect with my professors and I would set up meetings just to have a face-to-face one-on-one conversation just so they got to speak to me and I got to ask them questions um, and they so that's kind of how I did it and I felt like that really worked well for me some people might be a little bit more nervous but I would say at the end of the day is when you have so many projects and you have different stakeholders it's just do not forget to communicate ask questions if you can't if you don't feel comfortable on video Maybe just set up a, a, a meeting. It doesn't have to, video does not have to be on. You can still have a conversation um, or send an email. Maybe try using like MS Team Chats. I think that's the most important thing is you just have to try to continue to communicate with your stakeholders when you're managing different projects just to make sure that everyone is up to date on what is happening and you are always aware of what their expectations are for the project so you're not you know going weeks and weeks without speaking to them because their minds could change and so could the project so it's important just to try to keep up with that communication um, so that's something that I did is I just I tried my best to communicate with my professors when multiple assignments or projects were due at a time. Uh, yeah, it is always beneficial to connect with your professor for when you are doing the assignment because I remember one incident from the first semester when we were preparing the scope baseline. So uh, in that we had it is it was very tough as we were doing it for the first time. So I talked to Jeremy, I reviewed my uh, scope baseline to him. Uh, he showed um, many suggestions he gave and I again reviewed it and then uh, it was good and I got good marks in that. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it definitely, it definitely helps. Yeah, so it's good to uh, talk to your professor. 
नेक्स्ट इज वाइल वर्किंग ऑन अ ग्रुप प्रोजेक्ट यू मे गेट अ रैंडम टीम हाउ कैन यू हैंडल दिस टीम बिकॉज यू आर नॉट गोइंग टू गेट द टीम यू यू आर आस्किंग फॉर सो हाउ यू मैनेज ऑल दिस थिंग Yeah, this is definitely something that happens in school. I mean, the first couple weeks in semester 1, you don't mind being in a random group because you might not know anybody. But as the semester goes on or the weeks happen, you start to build a bond with certain uh students. Um it could be from, you know, just personality, you just get along really well, um or it can be their work ethic. Um so when you do get put in a group of random students that you either you do know but you're not you're not very close with um i think in the beginning is how i handled it is i would just act the way that i you know be the person that i am and you know try to right when we start you know when we were in a random group as i would just connect with that with the team right away um i would just send an email and just let them know hey like we're in a group together can't wait um it's going to be it's going to be a good time um you know maybe we can meet um tomorrow and we can have a video call about what the project's going to be and who's going to do which parts or do we need to do it all together just to kind of have that focus group and be able to connect with your team and then you know it's it is nice to have the random teams sometimes because you do get to um you do get to meet new people um but kind of how I've always handled it is I would just connect with them send them you know send everybody an email introduce myself you know ask for us if we can have a meeting and we can actually have a you know a face to face or a, a phone call about what's uh um would be happening on that project and just trying to build that connection right there and then um just for people to know you know kind of who you are and that you are you know you're aware of the assignment you're aware of the project you're aware of who's in your group um and you're kind of ready to take it on so um i think how i've just handled that is just connect with those individuals right away and try to build that connection as as best as i could depending on the group but um that's kind of what i always did um when i was put in random teams yeah that's a good uh, because we need to con- connect to all the team members uh, simultaneously along with that we have to assist them the work what they have to do uh, and sometimes it doesn't go as planned because they have uh, different works to do and they have different priorities so it sometimes went differently but yeah. <laughs> uh, good to have a team member a good team member in your team so you can do the work perfectly So here comes the most interesting question means the first semester student who are really interested uh, for this question uh, what is the most important i mean what is the importance of capm yeah capm um i'll give a little bit of background <laughs> on capm is uh i remember semester 1 like the first couple weeks it was introduced something to think about and you know the first thing they say is it's 150 questions and you have 3 hours to complete it and it's all about project management and i thought there's no way i haven't done an exam like that in a long time i don't even know anything about project management um So but I think the most important thing with the CAPM is that it was introduced to us at a very at the very beginning of semester 1 so we had a lot of time to think about it and the importance of the CAPM too is you know throughout the semester kind of the professors explain to you the benefits of CAPM so CAPM is 
you think about it like this, when you have those four initials on your resume, an employer sees that and they, they know that you understand project management. You can go through a semester, sorry, you can go through the program of project management at Fleming. And yes, you will understand the knowledge because you have your um, certificate or your diploma in project management. But CAPM is, it's the exam that's done through PMI, which is the project management institution. And PMI is globally known Everybody in the project management field knows about PMI. It's very well recognized. So if if employers see that you have your CAPM because you completed that exam through PMI, it shows that you understand project management from a PMI perspective, not Fleming College. And that's huge. That's very important for people and for future employees to, to see in you. Um, that you understand it from a PMI perspective. And a lot of the, you know, the importance too about CAPM is we learn a lot about this in school, um, what the different knowledge areas are, but with the, CA, with the CAPM, um, again, it's it's recognized through PMI, which is a globally, own, globally known um, organization, not just Fleming College in Peterborough. It's, it's, it's very well known internationally. So that's the importance of it. And I think that's important for people to know that um, it's through PMI. It's not through Fleming College. Um, and it's a huge um, accomplishment if you do complete it. You feel very confident in yourself. You feel good about going into semester two. And it's another um, it's an it's another piece that, that can be added to your resume to allow for you know employers to see that you understand project management um, and that you um, you know that you're that you're ready for the field. Uh, yeah, uh, the students in the first semester are worried about uh, do they want have to give CAPM or how they are how, how they have to apply it. So it is a really trending question in the first semester. As we all were wondering, what is CAPM? Uh, how is going to be? How tough it is? Are we going to pass it or not? Yeah. So <laughs> we will be helpful for them. Okay, so the next yeah. question is, what job opportunities we can get after getting a CAPM certificate? Well, there's, uh, for job opportunities, um, you know, there, the CAPM too is people, you know, you could apply for a company that, you know, you're not applying for a job in project management, but the CAPM is an extra credential on your resume that you have proving, you know, there's another step in your career, in your education that you took um, to have those four letters. So for job opportunities, I mean, with the CAPM in particular, you'll definitely be able to, well, if you think about this, if there are, you know, 50 resumes that have come in for, say, a project officer position, most likely the person that has a CAPM and depending on what's the resume, of course. But if people have that CAPM certificate um, credential on their resume, employers will be like, that person knows project management. Let's have an interview with them. It doesn't mean you'll get the job. There could be other people, but it kind of puts you ahead of the game and ahead of some other people that might be, um, you know, that might be a threat for you getting that job. Um, but some job opportunities you could get with CAPM is, you know, some entry levels or like project officer 
project coordinators. Those are the ones kind of underneath the project manager. Um, so you're kind of more of an assistant and uh, and you kind of are able to learn from the project manager as well. It's a step, it's a it's an entry level, um, but it's a great entry level to get. Um, it will definitely, you know, everything that you have learned from the CAPM and getting that certificate is if you land a job with a project officer or a project um, coordinator, again, CAPM is all about the knowledge areas. And I can promise you, your boss, a project, manager or the project sponsor it's definitely going to be using the knowledge areas and the ITTOs and the processes and they're going to be using those words so having the CAPM truly shows them that you understand project management um, and it allows you to uh, you know do well in your in your career as well surely uh, CAPM certificate surely uh, put a highlight on your uh, means on your resume so that uh, it's always good to give a CAPM exam. So can you, uh, as I know, uh, you have completed CAPM exam and you cleared it. So can you please describe how was you, how you prepared for CAPM exam? Yeah, um, it was it, it was hard. I think you kind of have to put you kind of have to try to make up your mind at you know within week seven in semester one that you're going to take it because you really need to have proper study notes. Um, you know, you really have to pay attention to the lectures, um, make proper documentations of the study notes. Um, one thing I also did to prepare for it was on PMI website, there is a documentation called CAPM and you can download it and it goes through all the 10 different knowledge areas and it asks you questions. So what I did is I printed that out and then for 10 days, no, sorry, for two weeks, I spent each day going through each knowledge area and like really trying to like completely understand it and start testing myself. Um, and then the last couple of days before I did the CAPM, I just read all of my notes because to me, when I was doing my notes, I wrote things down the way that I would understand it. It might not be a way that someone else will understand it, but it's a way that I understood it. So for me, it was important that I kind of took the time to go through all the different knowledge areas, spend a couple of days just reading my notes, just a lot of reading. Um, it gets tiring but it's definitely worth it. And also online, there are many different um, mock tests for the CAPM. So there's a couple of them that are about 150 questions and they give you the three hours as well. Um, so you get to kind of test how quickly you would answer the questions. And then if you don't get it right, it, they give you the answers just so you can study from them. So I just did, you know, I just went through all the different knowledge areas, really made some clear notes again for myself, reviewed the notes I took through school. I did the mock test and I just read everything. And if I wasn't sure about something, the first people I would call are my professors and I would set up meetings and say hey these are 15 questions I have I'm not sure what this means can you elaborate on it and they would go through it and then I would make notes on what they said and I just kind of had two weeks of just I just focused and knew that if I pass this it's going to benefit me and I'm going to feel very good about myself so you just kind of have to forget about life <laughs> 
and you know just focus on that so again I just went through the knowledge areas I reviewed my study notes I read a lot I talked to my professors and I did you know some of the mock tests just to get an idea of what the questions would be I found the mock test really helped because it allowed you to kind of understand and prep for what kind of questions you could be expecting to kind of get your mind going so um, but that's kind of what I did so it took a lot of focus but it was worth it <laughs> It was a really long time to prepare for basement or to do a two-week without doing and just doing this week, this thing. Uh, it should be really tidy, I think. Yeah, it it was, it was, but it was so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like your way of preparation for the CAPM. Yeah. So, can you please, <laughs> how was your experience while giving the CAPM? By experience... Um, it was a little bit stressful because what you have to do is you have to, you know, you have to pay for it. And then once you have your, your registration and it's the day and the time of the, for the CAPM exam is you have to log in and this little computer takes over your computer and it's just someone starts talking to you like a real person and they just say hello like hi Brooke um, you know thank you for registering for your CAPM please make sure everything's locked down and then you actually have to take your computer and you have to show all of your surroundings to make sure that you don't have any um, you know any paper hidden for cheating and your phone must be off you have to show them your phone is off so it kind of got me quite nervous because it was so structured um, and I kind of was like, this is happening. Like, this is a real exam. This isn't, you know, just a quick 10 minute quiz in Jeremy's class. Like this is, <laughs> this is happening. So mm -hmm. it was a bit intimidating at the start, but once, you know, once the exam started, um, there is someone watching you, but there, you can't actually visually see them. It's your camera must be on so you can see yourself, but you can't see them. Um, but you kind of just get into the rhythm and the focus and you just start you know answering the questions um and one thing I did that really helped is I there was 150 questions and I went through all the questions and the ones that I didn't know the answer to in that first second I just flagged and I just went through all the ones I knew and then I went through all of them in about an hour and then I took my time for the next two hours to go through all the ones I wasn't sure of and that made me feel more confident because I knew I had some time to actually go through the ones I wasn't sure instead of waiting, you know, and being stuck on one question, then being like, oh no, I spent 10 minutes on one question and now I've lost 10 minutes and I still have a hundred questions to go. It kind of made me feel a little bit less stressed because I already did the ones I knew and I still had some time left to go through the ones I didn't. Um, so that was kind of my experience. It was, um, it was a little bit scary at the start because you know, you're nervous. You put money on the table to complete the CAPM. You know, you want to make yourself proud. Um, but it was um, it was a scary experience at the end, but very worth it at the end, especially when you do pass. And if you don't pass, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You can always take the test again. Um, it's a difficult test, and you know, even if you don't pass, the the you know the thought of you even attempting it and you trying is 
you know, is it's still a great idea. And I think everyone should experience it. Um, I'm very happy I did. I'm happy I passed. But even if I didn't pass, I would still be proud of myself that I felt that I that I could take it. And if I didn't pass it then, then I would do it again. And you just can't give up on yourself when it comes to your education. Uh, yeah, because uh, in uh, enrolling for this uh, exam, always take a cost uh, as you have enrolled in the, uh, through your course and it's 225 and if you are going uh, out uh, means after completing the course it's 250 so it is always a great amount in, in uh, uh, for applying for this course so mm-hmm. the students are really worried uh, are they going to pass or not but your review will be really helpful for letting them know if you didn't pass uh, it is not the end of the world you can do it again and this experience will be helpful for giving it exam for the second time Yes, yes. And if, if anyone has questions, please ask. I will try my best to help. <laughs> uh, uh, then, uh, what is the procedure for applying for CAPM? Can you describe it briefly? Um, yeah, so the procedure is there is a link. You have to have your uh, PMI uh, login. So you log into your PMI and just go to the PMI website and then there's a link that says register for CAPM and then you click on that and then it takes you to another page where you're able to put in your credit card details, your name, um, how many hours you've put into project management. So as long as you've completed your first semester or you know almost completed it, um, it's enough hours. Um, it's very straightforward, it's very simple and then they'll send you an email letting you know that you've been registered um and then they will send you a follow-up email a couple days before the exam it's very easy it's not difficult um and if you aren't sure you can always call pmi itself um you can there's a number a contact number on their website so you can always call them i had to call once about something and they were extremely helpful so there's always that option too but it's you just go on to pmi go to capm register put in your details and you are good to go okay so let's talk about how the project management help you in day-to-day life uh, how it helped you yeah so project management was definitely helpful in my day-to-day life it just kind of allowed me to you know manage your time properly and kind of recognize what's important at that time and what's not um you know there's different ways i mean for example we're slowly moving so you know my project management skills will definitely come into play just being able to um, like create a WBS, let's say, if we you know what needs to be done in each room, right? And what is the main deliverable? The main deliverable would be that, you know, we're moving. Um, so we need to clean out the dressers, we need to clean out, you know, stuff like that. So I think, you know, in my daily life, it's definitely very useful because it kind of allows me just to structure my day the way that um, it kind of needs to be delivered. So it's um, it's definitely helped for sure. Yeah. Uh, then what is your suggestion for prospective students or the students who are enrolled in this course? Uh, can you please uh, give them a little bit of guidance so they can do well in this course? Yeah, um, I truly believe it's all about, you know, if you want it, you'll get it. If, uh, you know, the course has definitely some weeks are very heavy in the workloads and some are not. Um, but again, this is a post-grad um, course 
Um, we're very much should be expect expecting to have lots of case studies, heavy workload. Um, so I would say when all that's happening and times are getting tough, is just take a moment and take a step back and step away from your computer. Maybe go for a walk. Maybe order something to eat. Do something that makes you happy because school is very important and education is extremely important and if you take a moment for yourself when times get tough you must do it because it will allow you to de-stress it will make you feel more positive so when you go back to your computer and you know you have all those assignments to do you're not as overwhelmed because you've taken some time for yourself and it's good to reflect on why you're doing school um, and I think too it's all about time management like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I do that funny thing if I write everything down and I take each day as it comes. I think it works very well for me and maybe it'll work for others. It just allows you not to feel that you're so overwhelmed that you have so much to do. What you see is only what you need to do that day. And that's a smaller list than what has to be completed in the whole week. Um, it just makes you feel like you know you can manage that amount of work because you haven't put everything on paper for that day you kind of get to just do what needs to be done so that's kind of what you know for everyone that's you know looking to come into this course or going to semester two it is a it can be a heavy workload but it's worth it because the the moment we graduate the workload is going to be even heavier so it's kind of just prepping us for what graduation is going to be and what's going to be happening in the workforce um, so all of these you know long nights of doing schoolwork and managing jobs managing families managing school it will all be paid off in the end it's only a nine-month course it's extremely worth it and it will allow you to grow um, as an individual um, as well as in your career yeah sequencing all the tasks uh, which were assigned to you uh, by writing it down is a good idea uh, because uh, there are many tasks you have, have to handle simultaneously so writing it down and sequencing it according to their uh, perspective preference or their weightage will be really helpful for the student to do the work and they will know what you have to do first and what they have to do last so thank you so much for your effort uh, effort in this and uh, giving us your valuable time. Yeah, no worries. Anytime, Vikram. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I feel very honored to be asked and to be a guest speaker. And I hope all of my answers and information hopefully helps um, students in the future. And my name is Brooke Pearson. Again, everybody. And if anyone does have any questions, definitely reach out to me or Vekron. Um, But overall, thank you so much for having me, Vekron. It was uh, it was an honor to be part of your podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much. The information you have provided will be really helpful for the students who are hearing this podcast. So here we end our first podcast. Thank you so much.